so much. It's great to see you and to see so many people here on New Year's uh, Day, isn't it? Do you have a good Christmas? Yes. <clears throat> I trust that you all had a, a wonderful Christmas and remember the reason of the season. His name is? Jesus. Hallelujah. Well, the message today and in fact the theme over this month is all about hope. It's the opposite of hopelessness. Hopefulness is much better than hopelessness. When you read the news, <clears throat> there's not much hope in the news, is there? What's going to happen economically? Well, it depends on who you listen to. What's going to happen with the health of our nation? Well, it depends on who you listen to. What's going to happen with the environment? Well, it depends on who you listen to. What's going to happen? What's going to happen? It depends on who you listen to. And I want you to hear that right at the beginning of this message. How you think about your future depends on who you listen to. If you only listen to the news or maybe your friends or yourself, you, you can get some really bad hopelessness stuff going on inside your head and in your heart. But if you'll listen to the Word of God, if you'll listen to that still small voice of the Holy Spirit, if you'll listen to the right someone, then His Word to you will be, you are blessed, you will be blessed, you're going out, you're coming back, you'll be blessed. His promises to you are yes and amen, that he will never see you begging bread, that you will be in health and that you whoa, I'm getting way ahead of myself here now. Let's go into the message, shall we? We gave you all a calendar, and if you didn't get a calendar from us today, would you make sure that you see Rachel at the end of the service and just say, I didn't get a calendar? Would you do that? Because we've got one for you. And on that calendar, there was a verse, an important verse, Romans chapter 15, verse 13. This is not just a verse to stick on the calendar. This is a verse the Holy Spirit put in my heart towards the end of last year that I believe is so important for us to get hold of. And the verse in Romans 15, 13 says, May the God of hope... Fill you with all. I like the word all, don't you? <clears throat> Not in and out fleeting occasional joy, but all joy and all peace as you, as you, there's a condition there. It's not just going to happen. It's going to, as you, put your trust in him so that you may over, so that you may overflow with Hope, the God of hope, puts something inside of you so that what he is in you makes you overflow with hope. Oh, by the way, who's going to do it? The power of the Holy Spirit. So what is hope? The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 13, 13, now these three things remain, faith, hope, and love. But what is the difference between faith and hope? What, what, how, what, is, what is hope? Let me give you a definition. Hope is that deep expectation inside you that something good is going to happen. It doesn't sound very theological, but that is actually what hope is. When you have dread, which is the opposite, 
or fear, you have a deep expectation on the inside of you that something negative is going to happen and it's not going to work out for you. It's going to end in tears. It's all going to go wrong. People dread. You'd be surprised. Maybe some of you have been like this. People dread about, in their mind, there's a fear that their relationship is going to break down. They're going to get sick. They're not going to be able to pay their bills. They're going to be made redundant. Their minds go over and over. Isn't it, isn't it funny how we can go over and over the dread? We need to learn how to go over and over the goodness. We need to go on over and over. We need to rehearse. We need to re-say. We need to let our minds go wild on the goodness of God and not the dread because the opposite of hope is unbelief. Hope gives us an expectation of something good. We used to sing a song, something good is going to happen. Ah, that's a long time ago. Not as old as... Actually, Graham, you've got, a, you've got a rival now with Brian on the front row. I think he's older than you, so he goes back even farther than you, so I don't know what about this is. But, you know, we, we, we need to fill our mind with how things are going to go for us. Something good is going to happen. Something good is going to happen. God is able to turn things around for you. That's hope. God is able to release His providential care for you. That's hope. God is able to provide for every need. That's hope. God is able to heal you. That's hope. God is able to change circumstances. That's hope. Of course, there is this thing called waiting and being patient that is combined with hope. You talk several illustrations in the Bible where people had to wait. Abraham was one of them, wasn't he? God told him that he was going to have so many kids they wouldn't be able to count them. But it didn't happen in a hurry. <clears throat> and then he came in Romans chapter 4, verse 18 and 21. It says, against all hope. Now, what does that mean? Well, it means against all natural hope. In the normal. In the normal. Say normal. In the normal, we don't have much hope about the future. In the normal, we're, we are treated to this idea that next year, well, it depends what happens out there as to what happens for us. That's, against, that's the normal. But we know something better than that. <clears throat> because actually our future and our lives and our livelihood is not dependent on what happens out there. Our livelihood and our lives depend on what happens up there. And I want to tell you there is a God on the throne of heaven, who is still Lord. He is still Jesus Christ, Lord of all. And it said of Abraham against all hope, all natural reasoning would say, would look at Abraham and say, you're, you're too old. Would look at his wife and say, you're too old. You are past it. Your day has come. You have got no hope. But the Bible says in Romans 4, 18, against all hope, Abraham in hope. In hope. He refused. He kept putting on his suit of hope every morning. Yeah, it still fit him. All these years later, year after year, he kept putting on his jacket of hope and saying, I refuse to go down the line of saying, I am past it, it's over, this is not a good time. Abraham, in hope, chose to believe. And so, the reason that it happened was because he had hope and he believed and so became the father of many nations, just as it had been said to him, so shall your offspring be. And then the Bible says, without weakening in his faith, he faced the fact 
that his body was as good as... So he didn't say, there's nothing wrong with me, I'm a young man. No, he said, no, I'm an old man. This is not going to happen naturally. Against hope. Sometimes we have to face up to the fact that we're living in difficult times. But we don't throw in the towel. We don't forget to put on our jacket of hope. Even in the middle of it, you say, this is not looking good naturally. But this is okay spiritually because God is still the God of hope. Hallelujah. <clears throat> and he said, you know, I'm, I'm 100 years old and Sarah's womb is also dead. And I love this verse, he said, but he did not waver through unbelief regarding the promise of God. But he was strengthened in his faith and he gave glory to God, being fully persuaded that God had the power to do what he had promised. Now that is hope. Abraham was filled with hope. Hope is what happens in your heart, and this is now pulling these two words to help you to understand the difference between faith and hope. Hope is what happens in your heart when faith has spoken to you. When faith speaks to you, when faith lands in your, host, in your heart, hope comes. It, it's in that order. You don't have hope and then, and then faith comes. No, faith comes. The Bible says that faith comes by hearing. So it starts off with you hearing what is right. It depends who you're listening to. Do you remember we started with that? When you hear the Word of God, when you hear good things, when you hear the Word, the promises of God, what is produced inside you is hope. So it depends on what you're listening to. Sometimes we listen to ourselves. How many of you have ever listened to yourself? Well, I want to suggest to you that it's time to start talking to yourself and stop listening to yourself. Because I found that when I listen to myself, sometimes I can say, I can hear myself say, Ian, you're a waste of space. I can hear myself say to myself, Ian, you're too old. I can hear myself say to myself, Ian, you've made too many mistakes. I can hear, well, you can hear others as well. You've got to be careful who you listen to. Because I've heard other people tell me that as well. And you've got to know who you are listening to. Oh, and by the way, there's the devil as well. He's an accuser of the brethren. And the Bible says that he's all the time chirping away. And we've got to be really careful we don't listen to the devil. Because the devil comes to kill, to steal, and destroy. So don't listen to yourself. Talk to yourself. Don't listen to others unless they're speaking faith. And don't accept what the devil puts through your letterbox, because he will never agree with what is faith and good. Job, he had some friends, do you remember? Where would he have been if he'd have listened to his friends? Would he have ended up blessed like he was in the end of the day? It was a tough journey for Job. Don't understand the journey of Job, why he went through all of that loss. But if he'd have listened to his friends, they'd have dug a grave and put him, put him in that grave, and that would have been the end of him. But he refused. He refused to say anything against God. And he believed. He kept hope alive. And his day of blessing came. David had to speak to himself. You know when I said, don't listen to yourself, but speak to yourself? Here's an example. David, in Psalm 42, verse 5, says this. He's talking to himself and says, Why are you downcast, O oh my soul? He, it, I don't know if they had mirrors in those days. Maybe they had a, a shiny... I don't know how they did, but he was talking to... You know how you can talk to yourself. Here, for goodness sake, shape up. That's talking to yourself. And David said to himself, Why are you downcast, O my soul? Why are you so disturbed within me? 
put your hope in God. David told himself, put your hope in God, <clears throat> for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. We need to give ourselves a good talking to sometimes. Hallelujah. My wife gives me a good talking to sometimes. And it's good stuff. Yeah, or else I wouldn't listen to her. But we need to talk to ourselves. Don't just listen to yourself. Don't take yourself too seriously. Talk to yourself. And, and as far as the devil is concerned, he has got nothing good to say to you. And do you know something? If you listen to somebody who says something really negative and something really un, un, unloving and really ungodly, by the way, all they're doing is speaking the, the rhyme of the devil to help destroy and you. They might not realize it. They might have unwittingly fallen into his trap, but it's not going to produce hope. If it doesn't produce hope, it produces what? Fear. And we've got to make a choice, hope or fear. You see, hope starts with faith. When you've got faith in God and you've got faith in his word, then you've got a decision to make. And the decision is this. You've got to choose to believe what you hear. If God's word says you are healed, you've got a choice. And I would say, have hope that God is going to heal you. If God says to you, you're going to have a blessed future, you've got a choice. Hope says, yes. And doubt says, oh, I'm not so sure. It depends on the economic out, you know, out, outlook. If the word of God says you're going to be a winner, you're going to be a victor and not a victim, then you've got a choice. I would suggest you have hope because the stuff that seems like it's been there to trip you up and upset you and curtail you and take you down a blind alley somewhere, you know something, God is, that's not God's intention for you. God wants to lift you up. God wants to bring you through. He has come so you can be more than a conqueror through Christ who strengthens you. Have hope. Keep hope. We need to have hope because God wants to give us open doors of blessing. Open doors for your education. You might have thought, well, you know, I didn't do very well at school and that's me finished. Who says? God might say, it's time to go back to school and, and, and learn something or, or develop some new skills or something. Have hope because God wants you to be most blessed about your marriage, about your family, about your friends, about every situation in your life. God wants you blessed. And when he says, I'm going to bless you from this day on, I'm going to bless you. We've got to hear that as being a word of faith and then let our hope grow out of that word of faith and live with faith, live with hope that the faith that we have in our heart is going to work for us. I'm making no promise that tomorrow morning you're going to wake up and, you know, everything is going to turn around. But I am going to tell you something, that God will watch over every step that you take. He's going to be with you every day of this coming year. All of the days of this new year, God is going to be with you. When you wake up, He's going to be there. As you're going through the day, He's going to be there. When you lay your head down to sleep at night, He's going to be with you. Ready to, be, to welcome you again the next morning and be with you during the night as well. When you wake up, you don't need to fear in the middle of the night. You can have hope because God is with you. I, I, I know that we all have experiences that sound a bit different than that. But what do you want me to preach? My experience and your experience or the Word of God? And I'm going to say to you that we need to adjust our experiences and our expectations to the Word of God and not adjust the Word of God down to 
our experience. Hallelujah. Our experiences change. They're affected. They're, they're fickle. They, uh, you know, they're, they're affected, but the Word of God stands up forever, that, which is why I want to say to you today, never give up on your dream. Never walk yourself or talk yourself in, into a dark corner. Never let somebody else take you down a blind alley just because they went there. You don't have to go where they went. Because if you go there, then we've got a very crowded blind, blind alley full of people who've lost hope. Because God is calling us to be a people of hope. A people who believe. A people who believe that, that our dream is going to, going to come true. You know, there have been people who want to say to you, oh, you failed. You would have nearly made it. You would have put one of these people that your whole story is if only. Well, I'll tell you something. That would be true, except for the promise of God. And his promise towards us is yes, and it's our man. His promise to us is that it's going to come through. And actually, hope has got to do with this word confidence. When you analyze the, the word, it, it's all about confidence. When God has said something, that's the faith issue. What it does is produces hope. Actually, it produces a confidence that says, I can't just see it yet. I can't understand how it's going to work out, but I know that it will. Not something crazy, but something settled on the inside of you and me that says, I have a confidence that God is going to bring me through. I have this hope. See, we hope for many things, don't we? Heaven. Anybody like to go there? Not today. I'm not talking about today, okay? <laughs> but we have this hope about heaven. It's a confidence that to be absent from this body like our brother Daryl was for him to be present with the Lord. We have a hope about our health. Who would like to be sick? No, we have a different hope that God is going to keep us in health. What about victory over weaknesses? Well, God wants to do that. He also wants to change our character to help us less weak. But even despite our weaknesses, His grace is more than sufficient. What about recovery of lost things? I have a hope for a recovery of lost things during my life when I, you know, this year I will celebrate my 70th birthday. It's not possible, I'm sure. I was never very, I was never very good at maths. I'm sure the, the, the sums have gone wrong somewhere. And, and by September, the first Sunday of September of this year, I'll have, by the grace of God, I'll have been in ministry for 50 years. I, I, can't, I can't imagine how God has done that and, and helped us. And, and we will have celebrated 44 years of, of wonderful marriage. It, you know, it's like, isn't God good? You know, you know, we have hope about these things, don't we? You know, when we first set out, we didn't have much more than hope. We, we had nothing in the bank and we had nothing to, you know, we're pioneering a church and all that. You know, but God is a God of hope. And it's the same for you. On this first day of, you might say, well, my marriage hasn't been so good recently. Well, have hope. You say, my finances have not been so good just recently. Have hope. Well, hell, there's been quite a lot of trouble and a lot of disturbance going on. I feel like I've been sailing on a, on a rough sea. Well, God wants to speak peace to you. Hope that brings joy and peace. God wants to recover some of that lost time and those lost things. Oh, and so many more things that we have hope for. Hope is when you look at life through the eye of faith. That's what happens. When you look at the future by experience, you say, mm. but when you look at the future through the eye of faith, 
Hope is produced in your heart. Hebrews chapter 11 puts it so well. It says, now faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. Hope is being, it, it, we, have, we have hope for things and faith underlines that. Let me read it again. Now faith is being, well, sort of, maybe, maybe not. No, no, it doesn't say that. The verse says here, faith is being sure of what you hope for. God wants to speak a word of faith into your heart today. God wants to speak a word of faith into our church today. God wants to speak a word of faith into your future and say, you can be sure of what you hope for and certain of what you don't yet see because when God has spoken something, His word will never pass away. The Bible says even that heaven and earth are going to pass away, but His his word will never pass away. Faith always produces hope. Faith makes you hope, makes you sure of what you are hoping for. Here's an interesting couple of verses I want you to look at in that same book in Hebrews chapter 6 and verse 18. It says, it is impossible for God to lie. It's a little phrase. But when that drops, when the penny drops, that means that everything God has said about you is true. So let's backtrack a little bit. It is impossible for God to lie. I am the Lord that heals you. He can't lie. I will meet all of your needs according. He can't lie. I'll forgive you. Can't lie. See, all these things, we've got to start to come back. Hope is produced by faith. Faith is when we listen to the Word of God. And when you listen to the Word of God and stop calling God a liar, then you will call Him truth, who speaks truth, then it will happen. Because the very next verse in Hebrews 6 verse 19 says, we have this hope. Which hope? The fact that God can't lie. That's the context of the verse. The previous, always put a verse in, in context, or else you make it a pretext. That's what the theologians say. So verse 18 says God can't lie. Verse 19 says, so we have this hope. God is always speaking the truth. And it's a hope as an anchor for our soul, firm and secure. If you want to ride the storm in the world today, ride the storm in your, wor in your world today, let faith produce hope and let hope be an anchor that while the waves come up and down and all the rest of it, we have an anchor that keeps the soul steadfast and secure while the billows roll, which cannot move grounded, firm, and deep in the same. I mean, it's a great song, isn't it? Knowing God cannot lie gives us confidence. Sometimes we do put our confidence in other things. In 1 Timothy 6, verse 17, says, don't put your hope in wealth, which is so uncertain, but put your hope in God, who richly provides for everything. So be careful what you put your... You might say, well, you know, I've got a nice nest egg for my future. So... I've got something much better than a nest egg. I've got a God in heaven, hallelujah. And so have you, and that's our hope. Don't put your confidence, your hope, in something else. Hope in God, because Isaiah, uh, well, let's go to Jeremiah 29, verse 11, says, this is, oh, I love this verse, it says, I know the plans that I have for you. Can I speak that to you today? 
sitting all the way up on our gallery this morning or he, even down here on the floor of our church, God says to you, He knows the plans that He has for you. He can't lie. So now what I'm going to say is truth. His plans say, I want to prosper you. And we go, really? You don't know my situation. Hey, listen, I'm only speaking the Word of God. Okay? And the Word of God says He wants to prosper you. Not to harm you. So if you've been harmed, you find yourself listening to or going somewhere where you're not supposed to have listened to or gone. Or come back into Hope Avenue and you will find yourself. Put your hope jacket back on again. Let the Word of God produce that faith inside you, and you will know this, that God wants to prosper you, not to harm you, and God has got plans to give you hope. Hope. Say hope with me. Hope. Come on, let's say it again. Hope. This is a morning about hope. Oh, not hopelessness, but hope and the future. Hallelujah. You've got a future. Because God says so, and he can't lie. You have a future, and you have a hope. So, but I feel so tired. Yeah, I know, I get that too. My last verse for this morning is Isaiah chapter 40, verse 31 says, But those who hope in the Lord will renew. Oh, hallelujah. Time for some renewing to go on, isn't it, right now? Those who hope in the Lord. Not those who listen to themselves or listen to their friends or listen to the news or listen to all, but those who hope in the where your information comes from is really, really important. What you've been told is really, really important. We need to let God speak to us again. And I tell you, if you'll put your hope in the Lord, you will renew your strength and you will soar on wings like eagles and you will run and not grow weary, and you will not will walk and not be faint. Well, I'll have some of that. I don't know about you. Hallelujah. That's our hope. God can't, God can't lie. He's not lying to you today. This preacher is not lying to you today because I believe that everything that I have said today is based in the Word of God. It's time to have hope. Giving up our hope is like pulling up our anchor in a choppy sea. But God has got it, ladies and gentlemen. God has got you. He's got your future. He's got your health. He's got your strength. He's got your finances. He's got your family. He's got it. And he's working it out. Now let him speak a word of faith to you. And let that word of faith produce hope. A hope that says, as you look at 2023, I found my hope in God. Hope in the morning, hope in the, in the afternoon, hope in the evening, hope, hope all day, this day, that day, every other day. It's hope, 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 hope. I'm going to rest my case on hope. If you don't already know Jesus to be your Savior, I invite you to come and find hope for your salvation, for your relationship with God. You could do it as we're singing this last song, or you could come and talk to us at the end of the service or any of my team. Come and say, on this first Sunday of 2023, I want to settle my relationship with God. It's called becoming a Christian. 
kind of church is not becoming a Christian? Believing on the Lord Jesus Christ is becoming a Christian. That produces hope for life and for eternity, by the way. Amen? Oh, isn't God good? Both! That's what I say. What do you say? Hope! Come on, let's stand together and let's sing just a bit of this song again as we come to the end of our service. It's hope. There's hope in the morning, there's hope in the evening, hope because you're living, hope because you're breathing, there's hope in the breaking, hope in the sorrow, hope for this moment, my hope for tomorrow, there's hope. In the morning, hope in the evening, hope because you're living, hope because you're breathing. There's hope in the breaking, hope in the sorrow, hope for this moment, my hope for tomorrow. have had a really tough time. Is this on? No? Okay, can we? Okay. You might have had a really tough time this last year. You might be in the middle of a tough time right now. But there's hope. Come on. It might be about your health. It might be about relationships. It might be about finances. It could be about anything. I don't care what it is because God is bigger than every crisis and every challenge that you face. Come on, let's pray together right now, shall we? And I'm praying for you, but also I want to be praying for one another. May the goodness of God, may the goodness of God come to you, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. May the love of God that loved us when we were still sinners, may the fellowship, that abiding with us, Holy Spirit, be your portion every day. In the name of Jesus, I want to declare over you that this is going to be a new year of hope. I speak peace over you. I speak joy over you. I speak strength and security over you. This is a day for winning, not losing. This is a year for victory, not failure. This is a year for joy and not sadness. Sadness lasts for a, a night time, but joy comes in the, in the morning. This is a year of freshness, of newness, of us exploring all that God has got for you and for us as a church. Our best days are ahead of us 
because of the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, Lord, bless your people. Bless our church. Bless our city. Bless all the churches in this city that lift up the name of Jesus. Bless our country. Bless those that rule over us in so many different ways. Bless the King. Bless all. Lord, I'm even going to pray for a blessing on the media. That there will be a change of heart and a change of nature, a change of words, a change of style amongst them. And that we will hear the words of life, which will produce life. They'll produce faith, which will bring hope in our hearts for all the days that are ahead. In the name of Jesus, have a happy and God-blessed and victorious new year. We love you. This year is going to be great. Thank you so much for being here. God bless you.